This program is brought to you by Grand Valley State University. And this is the beginning of an interview with Robert Frederick Boswick at Caledonia High School in Caledonia, Michigan. Mr. Boswick is 71 years old, having been born on April 7, 1943. My name is Joel Shealy, and I'll be the interviewer. Mr. Boswick is from Michigan. He lives in Kentwood with his wife. Mr. Boswick, could you state for the recording what war and branch of service you served in? Well, I served in the Korean conflict, uh, and uh, I was in the U.S. Army. Okay. What was your rank, Corporal? And where did you serve? At Aberdeen Proving Grounds, Maryland. Okay. Now we'll go on to segment two of Jogging Memory. Where were you born? I was born in Homemakers, Michigan, which you probably could call Grand Rapids. Okay. Where did you go to school? I went to uh, Union High School and Central High School. I graduated at Central. Which are both downtown. What were you doing the day Pearl Harbor was attacked? I, uh, that was in 41. I was, uh, eight years old. Uh, it was, uh, quite a devastating notice of coming over the radio, and, uh, I was just at, at home. Okay. When did you join the Army? Well, I was, uh, drafted in 1953. Um, were you drafted or did you enlist? I was drafted. Okay. Were you married at the time? No. Were, where were you living at the time? I was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. Why did you join? I didn't. <laughs> Why did you pick the service branch you joined? I had no choice. Do you recall your first days in service? Oh yeah, I recall them. Uh, I got a letter that I was uh, had to go down and take a physical in Fort Wayne, Detroit, and uh, so I met that bus that day, and we uh, got driven down to Fort Wayne, had our physicals, and got inducted right there, and uh, transported by bus right to uh, uh, Battle Creek, Michigan and uh, flew right down to Alexandria Air Force Base in Louisiana and then bus to Camp Hope for infantry basic training. Okay. Um, when your first days in service were um, happening, what did it feel like? Uh, I felt uh, kind of kind of lonely, alone, you know. Uh, I, I really couldn't do what I wanted to do anytime. I, I had to do what they wanted. Okay. Um, tell me about your boot camp slash training experiences. Well, we, uh, like I say, in uh, Camp Polk, Louisiana, we had 16 weeks of infantry training to train us for the Korean conflict. But uh, when they cut orders, I was very fortunate to get a order for Aberdeen Proving Grounds instead of Korea. Uh, but after we received the orders on that Sunday in July of 1953, the Korean conflict was announced at an end. Okay. Do you remember your instructors? Yes, uh, I don't remember his name, but uh, he had come back from the Korean conflict and he was an SSC. He was a draftee, so he probably didn't have more than a year and a half in the service. 
and uh, he was uh, very astute in training us for a conflict of war. Okay. Um, we're going to go on to segment three, experiences. And uh, which war did you serve in? The Korean conflict. Okay. Where did you exactly go? From uh, basic training, I just went to Aberdeen Proving Grounds and uh, got classified because I was able to type. So uh, I finished my service uh, for the two years in a uh, classification assignment office as a personnel management specialist. Do you remember arriving and what it was like? At Aberdeen Proving Grounds? Yes. Well, there was a... Uh, there was a couple, three other soldiers there that were getting reclassified, and uh, it only took a couple days before uh, I was accepted in the classification assignment office, so there wasn't much to it. Okay. At the classification office, uh, what was your job or assignment? Well, I first started as a clerk typist and uh, worked my way up to a personnel management specialist. Did you see combat? No. Um, Very fortunate. Tell me about a couple of your most memorable experiences. I really can't think of any. Uh, except uh, in the, in the Aberdeen Proving Grounds, there, there was a bunch of schools where uh, soldiers uh, were being trained in. And, uh, in our classification assignment office, we were very uh, well prepared to get, give them somewhat what they wanted to go where they wanted to go, but not completely, because uh, we got orders from Fort George G. Meade uh, how many soldiers had to be in what slots to go where. Okay. Um, were you a prisoner of war? No. Um, were you awarded any medals or citations? Yes, I was. Um, just the common ones. Uh, National Defense Service Medal and the Good Conduct Medal. Okay. Um, why don't we show them the medals of And uh, what is this medal right here? That's the Good Conduct Medal. You see that? And that's the only one I have left. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> so that is awarded for, um, for what? For, for being being good? Good. Okay. <laughs> Not causing any trouble. Okay, and this goes along with the, I think? Yeah, that's the ribbon for it. That you wear on your, ja on your right. jacket. On the jacket. Okay. Um, now we're going on to segment four, life in the service. And when you um, were in the service, how did you stay in touch with your family? Oh, I wrote letters, and uh, once uh, they had a telephone center on base, you know, where... Uh, it'd be more economical for the soldiers to call. And uh, that way also. But that was, uh, then, then I had uh, vacation time, or, you know, time off where I could go home. Okay. Um, when you were at your job in the Army, what was the food like? Food was good, really. Um, what are some of the things that you got to eat while you were there? Oh, you know, anything, uh, breakfasts, uh, fried eggs, any way you wanted them, over easy or whatever, uh, cantaloupe, uh, milk, cereal, 
lunch sometimes, uh, Salisbury steaks, uh, you know, different. Uh, Friday was always uh, lunch meat for supper. And uh, of course I had to do KP duty and guard duty on a regular basis. And that was about it. So it sounded like the food was pretty good. Yes. All right. Did you have um, plenty of supplies while you were there? Oh, yes. Uh, very satisfying. All right. Did you feel pressure or stress from anybody else there? No. No, never did. Got along with everybody. Okay. Um, was there something that special that you did for good luck? For good luck? No, not really. Okay. How did people entertain themselves while you were there? Well, probably going off base and uh, going out for supper. Like, uh, there was a nice place down the road uh, that serves spaghetti and meatballs real long. And uh, we enjoyed that. And there was a go down Baltimore, Maryland. Or uh, I'd go to a ball game in Baltimore. I'd go to a ball game in Philadelphia. Um, okay. Um, what did you do when on leave? On leave, I'd go home. Back to your family? Yes. That happens? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, where did you travel while in the service? Uh, by, by means of the service, you mean? Did yes. You mean? Like when you were in the army, where did you Well, go? I mean, they, of course, they transported me down to Camp Hope, Louisiana, and then transported me back to uh, Aberdeen Proving Grounds. Uh, and that was it. And where is that? In Maryland. Okay. Um, um, what were some of the pranks that you or others would pull while you were in the Army? I really can't remember. Um, what did you think of officers or fellow soldiers in the Army? Got along with them all. I thought highly of my uh, my section chief and my uh, and my company sergeant and uh, captain. Okay. While in the service, did you keep a personal diary? No. Okay. Um, now we're going on segment five after service. Do you recall the day your service ended? Yeah, I do. Uh, I remember it well. Where were you at the time when this happened? At Aberdeen Brewery Grounds, Maryland. Okay. What did you do? But I ain't going to tell you what I went out and did the night before. <laughs> what did you do in the days and weeks afterwards? Afterwards? I, uh, I went back to work at the same job I had that I had when uh, I got drafted. Okay. And what job was that? That was with uh, Western Electric Company. As, uh, Central Office uh, Telephone Installation. Okay. Uh, did, you did not happen to go back to school when you came home, did you? No, I did not. So you didn't go to college? No. Okay. I just went to company schools with electronics. <laughs> okay. Did you make any close friendships in the service? Yes, I had a couple. Uh, they came by and uh, two years later, but I didn't happen to be home at the time. And uh, 
one time we went out to Pennsylvania and uh, visited in a... Okay, so it sounds like you did have friends that post yes. service. Mm -hmm. And uh, how long did those uh, relationships last? For? Well, it's sort of... After we went out to uh, Pennsylvania, it sort of just uh, got lost in a way, raising families and so on. Yep. Um, after the service, did you join any veterans organization? No, I did not. Okay. American Legion would be the only one. But are you still part of it? No. Okay. Be the only one I can join. Oh, but you didn't join, but I didn't join. Okay. Um, now we're going on to segment six, later years in closing. Um, what did you go on to do as a career after the war? I just stuck with my job for 40 years overall, and then retired. Um, did your military experience influence your thinking about war or about the military in general? Oh yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna leave some, you know, everlasting memories on your mind. Um, do you care to share any of those? Oh, not, not really. If in a veterans organization, what kinds of activities does your post for association have? Well, I'm not associated with any of them. Okay. Do you attend reunions with any veterans? No. Um, how did your service and experiences affect your life? I really can't say it, it really has either way. It's just kind of like something that you want to do. This is had to do. Okay. I get it. Um, is there anything you would like to add that we have not covered in this interview? <clears throat> no, not really. I think that would be pretty well got it covered. Okay. What is the most important thing you would like the students in the audience today to remember? Mm. I really cannot give them any advice because actually uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you Mr. Bostwick for sharing your recollections with us. Um, we will now show um, some of his papers that um, happened while he was in the service. This is his final uh, This is his honorable discharge paper that he got at um, after eight years in the service, he got this paper and it allowed him to leave the service. All right? Completely. Okay. And that's when you went back to your job, right? No, no, this way. After two years of this one, this was whole, this was, I was just in a, in a reserve, but I didn't have to go to meetings or anything. Okay, so what did, what did this This mean? was after two years of active duty, I was transferred to the reserves. Oh, okay. So this is after everything was over with you Completely, guys. yeah. And this after is my, after something got transferred there? After my commitment of eight years was my final discharge. Okay. <clears throat> All right. And that concludes our interview with Mr. Bostwick. Thank you, Mr. Bostwick. Thank you. <laughs> the preceding program is copyrighted by Grand Valley State University. Visit us at gbsu.edu.